Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Las Vegas Phil Food and Social. Pretty busy this past week. I hit up a ton of places, including uh, Mint for a lunch buffet. They actually offer one of the best lunch buffets in Vegas. If you love Indian food, this is the place to go. They got two locations, uh, one on East Flamingo and one on uh, Durango. Uh, $12.99 on Flamingo and $14.99 on Durango because they offer dosa there. Um, but it's an awesome spread, uh, tons of food. And I actually had lunch there with Jason Harris, who's a Vegas writer, uh, food writer in town. A really fun time and a lot of great food. Um, after that, we checked out uh, Meow Wolf's uh, Omega Mart at Area 15. Uh, they actually opened up the place a little bit early for a bunch of uh, Instagrammers and TikTokers. So we got to check that out. Uh, it was my second time at Area 15, and this was uh, pretty trippy. Um, I said on my TikTok, I think I said something like it was like a four-way fuck fest between, what did I say, Team Lab, like the digital art uh, people in Japan, uh, Lost, the TV show, uh, Willy Wonka, and Nintendo, if they did it all in a hot tub filled with LSD, and that's basically what Omega Mart was. Um, I'm also probably the only person uh, on TikTok that completely bombed on the post. I don't think I even have like a thousand plays um, on that Omega Mart post, which is crazy because there's so many great TikTokers that have blown up just off that post. Uh, Vegas Know-It-All hit like over 8 million. Uh, Local Living uh, went over way over 100K just on their post and a bunch of notable other ones as well. Um, I don't know what happened. I guess people just don't give a fuck or I just did a terrible video, but whatever. Also went to Robata N, which is uh, Chef Ramirez's uh, new restaurant. Uh, he actually opened, if anyone uh, remembers, um, a legendary spot in Vegas called uh, Yonaka, uh, which was like a Japanese sushi fusion place um, that was around uh, Vegas for years. Um, his most notable dish is the sake orenje, uh, which is like a salmon orange flavored dish. Uh, really good, and that's on the new menu. But he does focus on a lot of grilled items, uh, yakitori, and a lot more fusion stuff. He does incorporate his uh, Filipino influences, um, a lot of other influences as well. And I had dinner there with uh, Paul Ryu, uh, a.k.a. Ryu Sauce, and uh, credit uh, Stephen Lau. Um, I've never met him before. Um, he's kind of like a, he comes off online like a Asian Dan Blazarian. He's got tons of girls in his um, – feed on his TikTok and all that. He actually found me on TikTok and uh, wanted to go uh, meet up and eat out. And he was a really cool guy. And that was a pretty fun time. Also, one very interesting dinner that we had, uh, Ayumi and I had, uh, was last Saturday, where we went to Divine Dosa, which is um, another Indian restaurant, actually the same owners as Mint. And we met up with Vegas Issues. Um, if you've never I uh, checked out Vegas Issues before, and you live in Vegas. It's the funniest comedy, whatever, uh, Instagram feed in town. He's got like 96K followers, um, probably hit 100 by the time this thing comes out. And he's hilarious. Um, I've been super curious about whether it's a person or a team that creates these amazing memes that really resonate um, around the city. Cracks on East Las Vegas, North Las Vegas, uh, old school spots, all that kind of stuff. And I've, I mean, it's just been, he's awesome. And um, we finally met the dude and we're actually, it seems like we're the first ones to actually meet him 
Um, and he was super cool. Doesn't want to show his face on camera, which is totally fine. And it was a really interesting dinner because um, we talked about a lot of business stuff, um, his background. Go check it out at Vegas Issues if you've never seen it before. Super fun. One little thing that's been bothering me uh, this past week, I see a lot of PR companies, so-called social media strategists pitching uh, restaurants and clients when they don't really seem to have their shit together at all. I guess they would have their shit together more than a certain restaurant, certain restaurants that basically post maybe once a month or whatever, post some terrible photos. But honestly, if you go to somebody's Instagram or TikTok and the heading actually says they're a social media expert, I can pretty much 100% guarantee they're not a fucking social media expert at all. The numbers should back it up, whether it's followers or engagement or post performance. Those are the things that speak volumes for what kind of account or what kind of strategist or what kind of marketing person you are. You don't do that and you say you're a social media expert and you have like 30 likes on a post. That's fucking bullshit. Um, So that's just me just sounding off on that. Also, along with interviewing uh, some of the best uh, people in food social media in Vegas, um, I'm also really open to giving advice or anything if you're looking to improve your social media game or want to just uh, go to different places to eat. Uh, definitely, you can always uh, email me at lasvegasphil at gmail.com. Um, I'd be happy to feature any questions. Um, if you want us to break down one of your posts, I'd be happy to do that as well. And I can bring in someone else to, uh, to talk about it too. So on to the first guest. Hailing from Coral Springs, Florida and moving to Vegas in 2015, Samia Jakubovich burst on the food scene and has made a huge impact on the Vegas food scene. Uh, from date nights to lifesavers for parents with young kids to some of the best, most creative posts around, Sporting over 108K followers is my good buddy and one of the few Miami Dolphins fans that I'm actually friends with. <laughs> Closet Fat Girl. Go Dolphins! <laughs> Yay! Thanks for having me. Keep going on. Say some more nice things about me. You know what? <laughs> I, love the most? I, I feel like, you know, when you start out, you just post the food. Okay, here are some pancakes that I ate. This is a steak I had last night, but I feel like your personality really comes through and it resonates Thank with uh, anyone that that sees your posts. Thank you. It's hard to I feel Instagram, right? It's really hard to show your personality. I feel like that's why TikTok is everybody's so into TikTok now because it really gives you that opportunity. But mm-hmm. um I try to use my stories a lot to show everybody like what my life really is like. Right. So I am trying to make that effort to say like, hey, you know, this is really what it's like here. I have my children screaming in the background and trying to get stuff done and, you know, real life. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think it's awesome that you keep it real. And, and obviously, you know, it's made a, a big mark and, and, and people want to know. So I love the date night you guys did uh, at the drive, the drive-in. Oh my gosh. That was so funny. <laughs> I've actually, I've never been to a drive-thru before. Have you? It's been a long time. Yeah. I mean, when I lived in Massachusetts, I think there was one in New Hampshire and we went like once. I'd yeah. never been to one. And he, and it's funny because I was like, you didn't even take me to the good one. No, I'm just kidding. But I mean, we had fun. I would totally do it again. I mean, I like how you're literally watching the movie and the movie's done and you don't have to get up and like go to your car. You just like fix your seat and you roll right out, which I thought right. was awesome. 
And, you know, I brought wine and we had like snacks and like, you know, the food is what you would expect at a drive through But um, it was fun. Which one did you go to? We went to West Wind. Okay. I think that's the old, the West like, Wind. The super old school one. Right. And I thought, I mean, we thought there was only one in, in Vegas and I thought that was Snappy Burger, but I guess this is the original OG place. I had a lot of people actually DM me. Thank you so much for sharing this. People don't know about this place. And I was like, oh, I didn't know this was, there was like 10 cars when we went. It wasn't even packed. So I didn't know it was like the hotspot. I guess with COVID, people probably started going more. Yeah. And then do you listen to the movie through the radio? Yeah, so there's a radio station, and I mean, the sound was really good. I was super impressed. You just tune into the radio station, and then the sound's in your car. Oh, Somebody had asked me, like, oh, do you, did you, like, take chairs and sit outside your car? And I was like, no, <laughs> no, no thanks. We literally just, like, reclined our chairs back, got all our food, put the radio station on, and it was, it was cool. For That's someone who's never good. been, I was like, oh, this is fun. What did you guys see? We saw Wonder Woman. The first one? No, the the second. Okay. Yeah, the second one. It was good. I'm I'm like a I'm a huge fan of what is that Marvel? DC. I'm a huge fan of it. I don't know what it is. DC. Yeah. <laughs> same, same thing to me. I'm a huge fan of Wonder Woman. <laughs> same same. So um, let's. I mean, let's get into it. I mean, tell me yeah. about the the origin of your your name. I I feel like if you bring up. At Closet Fat Girl, like people be like, oh yeah, I've, I've heard of that account. Um, yeah. People will say that to me when they're trying to summarize all the IG foodies. Yeah. They'll say, oh yeah, what about all the Closet Fat Girls in, in Vegas? So, <laughs> so tell so me funny. how that happened. Um, so Closet Fat Girl, actually, my husband coined me this in college when we had met because... Like in college, like we did your typical things that college kids did. We went to bars, we got wasted, but it always was like ended up with like everybody coming back to my apartment and me making like a crazy breakfast spread or Taco Tuesday at my apartment. Or I would find like I went to I went to college at UCF, and so I would like try to find all these fun restaurants on like I Drive to go make reservations at or downtown to go eat. Um, so I was always just always like searching for food and we would like go to lunch and I'd be like, where are we going to go to dinner? Cause you know, you're like, you're out in college, you're on your own. You can eat out three days, three times a day if you want. It's like your first time with that freedom. And everybody would just be like, why are you always so focused on food? Like what bar are we going to? What club are we going to? And I would just be like, who cares? Same thing. Every, anywhere we go, we can get drunk, but like, where are we eating after? So they just, you know, it was, it was total term of endearment. And, uh, my husband always called me that. And so when um, I was like posting pictures on Instagram and I didn't want to bother my friends with like the pictures, he was like, you should, you know, open up a second Instagram and just call it closet Backgirl, And that's where you should put all your food stuff. And so that's what I did. And so I think when I meet people, either they love it, they think it's hilarious and they get it. And then you have the other end of the spectrum where people are like, you're an asshole. Like that's mean. And so I'm kind of, at a cross, you know, it's funny. I'm what am I, 36 now? I started Closet Back Girl when I was like 22, maybe. 22. Like, I mean, I, I didn't like actually Damn. start, but like, you know, I think I started my Instagram account like way early. And I don't remember the date. I have to look that up. Um, 
I, I, you know, sometimes I think like, am I growing out of this? Like, what could it be? I've kind of been on the hunt lately on like what the next chapter could be. I'll always be called Spectre. I'll always keep it, but like what the next chapter could be. But, um, she was a good time. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I can attest to that. And it, honestly, if boys to men can still be boys to men and new kids on the block could be new kids on the block. So true. Yeah. Why not? Why not keep it? So, so then you were doing food, social media stuff before you moved to Vegas. Yeah. So I would definitely say I a hundred percent, I need to go to like my first post, but before I moved to Vegas, I remember like I would go to like Meisner park and Boca. I remember, I think one of my first posts had to have been like this macaroon spot in Meisner park and Boca Raton. And I would just post stuff on it, like really random things. I think the first food person, when I moved to Vegas, you know, I had just had my daughter. She was three months when I moved here. And, um, my husband was working at the hard rock and I would just like go to places. I would bring her with me and I would scope out places. And I think one of the first things I remember is I posted on my stories or either stories or a post. It was like this chocolate potato bar that my sister brought me back from like Utah or something. And, um, still not a foodie like messaged me and he was like, what's this about? And I was like, still not a foodie, like reading his name. And it kind of hit me in that moment. Like, Oh, there's like, foodies out here in Vegas, like people who really go and like hunt for this stuff. Like, that's cool. That was kind of the first time that I realized that. So, yeah. That's cool. So yeah, still not a foodie LV, AKA Tony Camblin. Yes. Uh, one of the, I would say the first generation of Vegas social media foodies in town. For sure. So, yeah. And that's interesting that you brought up that you went to social media because you didn't want to annoy your friends and family. Right. Cause that's uh, right. actually Emily Eat Me Las Vegas said that. Um, I know uh, Susie uh, Happy Tummy Seven Hundred Two has said that before. So that's interesting. yeah. I mean, it's, it, it is interesting. It's like this, you create this whole world outside of your other social circle. And I mean, I don't. I swear to you, probably not even to like a year or two, like really into Cause of Girl when Cause of Girl actually started having some traction, like. 90% of my friends really didn't know, you know what I mean? Cause I would never really talk about it with them. It was kind of just like my own little secret light, like my little world. Yeah. And yeah. So I just, cause you know, with like your friends, you're constantly posting food. They're like, okay, we get it. You like food. So it's fun to have this other space where people like the same thing that you like and they, they look forward to seeing it. And my friends are super supportive. It's just funny. Um, it's funny because I do hear that often that everybody kind of created something separate because they didn't want to clog up the other feed with that stuff. Right. That's funny. So Tony Camlin reached out, DM'd you, and then yeah. how did you how did you meet up with the Vegas foodies initially? So um, Vegas food Baron Ed was the first person who invited me to like my first event and it was at the donut bar in Las Vegas. Great. And for yeah. And yeah. I remember I went to one of my friends was in town. I went to lunch first and then I made Jeremy come with me because I was nervous because, you know, I didn't know anybody. I didn't really have any, uh, any like friends outside of my sister in Vegas at that time. And it was like, it was Ed, Ryu Sauce, Paul. I met um, Happy Tummy, Susie. Drew was there, Unlocked. And Ninzer. And Las Vegas Drew, I think, was there. And May. Okay. I was like the OG group. And yeah. uh, 
it was wild. It was so wild to experience that. I was like, what are they doing? This is really cool. Like I didn't feel at a place. I was like, oh, cool. Like people to take pictures with and they're helping each other and they're holding things with each other. Like this is very, <laughs> this is a very cool experience. Cause you know, before you just have to figure it out by yourself. So that was a, a very interesting meetup. And I thought like, oh, this is really cool. Ed was super sweet. It was really nice of him to reach out and invite me. I'm very grateful. That's awesome. That's awesome. So, and then how did it, how did it become all this? How did you, how is it? I don't know, Phil, you tell me. It's crazy, huh? It is crazy. I I remember just like constantly going, right? We would all meet up and go do stuff. And I thought it was like that at first, it's really was the social aspect. Like we're going to meet up with a bunch of friends and eat food and all do something that we all like together. And nobody's going to think we're weird because we're all there doing the same thing and we're all going to support and help each other. It's very nice. And, um, I just, I think like after a really long time of going to events together and then restaurants kind of started seeing the value and then they started, you know, more, more, it, it really stemmed from Terry Saver, um, Saver. Why am I going like, right. Savers in the city. Terry would invite me to like Yelp stuff and, so I think once that traction started going and you kind of started seeing a return on it is when we started getting more invites and then some people started leaving their full-time jobs to do it. And then it just became so much more real. And uh, then it kind of was like, oh, this is going to be a thing. And as like the following grew, I really believe like my following only grew because like of teamwork, you know what I mean? We would go to places together. We would tag people, tag each other in our stories and I really loved that. And I think that that's a really big part of why we all grew is because we were really pretty close knit in the beginning. Until yeah. now. Yeah, totally. A little different now, but it's still awesome. Different, right. It's a business now, but. <laughs> I know. I know. Once money got involved, then it got a little weird, but. Right. But still, I mean, I still think everybody, in comparison, I would say to other cities, I think Vegas is pretty special when it comes to their influencers. Yeah. All yeah, pretty, totally pretty awesome influencers here. Yeah. I mean, I've heard crazy stories from other cities like LA yeah. and whatever. And it just, it would be mind blowing to even imagine happening that, you know, that happening here. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't yeah. imagine that. So we so do have then, a nice group. So then when, uh, when did you, when did it actually hit you? Or was there a moment that actually hit you where you were like, well, this is more than just posting pictures now and... <laughs> Yeah, I think that when Paul, um, Ryusas, had decided that he was going to do this full time and he was going to start, you know, this agency um, and then like called me and was like, Sam, like, do you want to be a part of this? Like, you're one of the first people I'm asking. And I was like, oh, you like you really want to do this full time. Like this is you're going for it. And I remember just thinking, like, I don't know if this is going to go anywhere, but like I just I'd love to do it in you know, my spare time. And uh, just like with every restaurant and every like client, I was like, holy crap, like this is legit. And the coolest thing about it is actually, you know, you go to places and you see the people are there because they saw it on social media. And it just definitely made me realize like, this is absolutely something that is, it, the restaurants are getting a return. We're supporting local and I have fun doing it. So it's kind of a win-win. When you say you, when you join with Paul, the, are you managing accounts? 
Yeah. So I physically manage and post for four accounts total. So mine and three others. And then I do client services on about two to three other ones. And so that's just like a different asset. Like I don't, you know, I'm not the poster on those accounts, but I, I work with the clients and the ideas and the events and stuff like that. Okay. So about six now. That's just me. I mean, everybody else has a crazy amount and I'm just like, I don't know how they do it. <laughs> you have, you still have a regular job that you're never leaving. I do. I know it's so hard. My husband's always like, you could do this full time. You do it. And I just, I'm not ready yet to throw in the towel. It's hard. I went to grad, you know, like when you spend so much time going to school for something, I like, I went to grad school for this. I had an internship for two years for this. I sat for boards for this. Like it's something that I have a hard time thinking about letting go. And it's just kind of a perfect fit for my schedule right now. Right. It's exhausting, but it's just a perfect fit. So I don't know. We'll see. I think the last time we talked about that, you said there was no fucking way you would ever leave your day job. So is that something you, do you still feel that way now? Or do you feel like you could? I'll never say never now because I see how much it's grown. However, I it's it's kind of crazy when you think about it like people will leave their full-time jobs because they don't like the nine to five and like that corporate life and this absolutely is more freedom and you get to do something that you love and i kind of just go back and forth between like i like having my paid time off and i like my health insurance and you know when i'm done with work i like to i leave work at work and so this is just like a little bit different because you're constantly on your phone and you're constantly brainstorming, trying to find ways to be creative. And so that is much harder to shut off. So I don't know. I mean, like I said, like right now, it's a good mix. It's a little exhausting, but I mean, I'm grateful. Good problems to have. I'm busy and that's great. So I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say never say never, but I would lean towards probably not. <laughs> okay. Maybe we'll rewind to this in like five years and yeah, ask me and see years. where you are. Yeah. That'd be cool. But how do you do it? You're married, two kids, full-time job. You said six accounts plus yeah. client services. I mean, how the fuck do you do all this? I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I, I work East coast hours, right? So my day starts at five 30 in the morning. I work until two and then the social media stuff starts. And then, you know, I pick my kid up at three and then the mom stuff start. Well, I mean, the mom stuff never ends at the end of the day, to be honest, it, my husband is so supportive. Like without his help, this would not be possible. Like he, he doesn't give me any shit. Like he takes care of the kids when he knows I need to do something like yesterday. I had to go to a shoot right after work. He picked up my kid from kindergarten and you know, he is a trooper. And then you know, I'm lucky to work with a group of people where I can say, I need help. Like I can't get here and I need content and I need somebody to go help me with whatever. And then the the rest is just about time management. I've always been a pretty decent time manager. I definitely take on more than I should, but I'm a good time manager. So I try to edit my stuff at night for the next day. I don't do it as much as I would like. I would say you're better time management than me. I know you sometimes you would do your you're all your editing in like two days for the month, but I try but to do it. The- you have a, so much more going on than I do. <laughs> like, well, I, I try to yeah. edit it at night. I take my lunch break for lunch at my full-time job is like at nine o'clock in the morning. So when I take my lunch, I use half the time to edit my posts or do my posting. And then I'll work out 
um, the other half of my lunch break. And so (laughs) it's an hour. So I'll do 30 minutes of like how I do that. And then I get like on the Peloton for 30 minutes. (laughs) And then I have like, then I'll have like two 15 minute breaks and I'll use that to post for like my morning clients. And I just, it's just like kind of toggling back and forth. If I know that I can get my stuff done at work, then I kind of will jump on my phone and do whatever I need to do. And then, you know, at night I try to do a lot of the stuff for the week. Like I'm going out of town on Friday, so I'll try to edit everything tomorrow night and the next night and have it like in there ready to go and uploaded with like captions. But I mean, you know, there's some days where I'm just like, I don't know how I'm going to get this all done. But I just, I'm a very powerful manifester and positive affirmations. And you just, I feel like you just like get your shit done. You got to do it. (laughs) And then do you have a list or is it all just in your head and you just kind of- It's organized chaos up here. I wish I was much more at work. I'm crazy organized. Like I have like my Excel spreadsheets and all my stuff. I think that my social media literally is just organized chaos in my head. Like I always tell myself in the morning, okay, you have to do this, this, and this. And somehow I remember it. I don't know. Like, it's just a, like, I'll think in my head in the morning, if I haven't edited it the night before, I'll be like at work working and in my head, like going through my deck in my head of like, what content do I have on my phone? What could I create for this, this, and this? Okay. As soon as I'm done, I know exactly where to find it. Go. It's a very strange process. (laughs) And then the editing process. um, I know you and I both, I totally know what you're talking about, but like, do you envision the, the post in your head or do you just pick a bunch of clips and then eventually you get there to a finish line or... I think initially when I shoot, when I go shoot at a spot or client, I know exactly what I want the video to be. But then what, you know, you have to repurpose content because you know, like you can't, you you have that one video. So then I try to think my new way of thinking is I have that video, but then how am I going to turn that into like a shorter version, real slash TikTok? And then how am I going to flip that maybe at least two or three other ways? So in my head, like I know, like with my breakfast place, I know like I'll do a dish start to finish. I knew I can do one post of like just static pictures. I could do a reel. I need to get a reel out of that dish. And then I need to get like, you know, maybe I'll just do a yolk, a yolk porn shot on that. And lately I've been trying to do like, let me do all, like, let me do all yolk popping, like all every yolk that I pop that day, let's do like a compilation of it. Or every boba tea that I shot that day, let's do a boba compilation of like every pour. So I can get like extend the life of that content. So it's, I, you know, it's about trying to find ways to get creative, I guess. I scour through Instagram and TikTok all the time to try to see like, how can I flip something different ways? Like what is out there that makes sense? Yeah. Right. And then that's, you know, when lockdown started and you started posting all those cooking videos, is yeah. when things went to a, another level for you. Totally. I was so surprised. I mean, I look at some of those videos now compared to like, you know, I don't, I'm not the best video maker by any means, but I look at the videos during that time and then what I've learned so much since then. And it's like night and day, but yeah, I mean, we had to get creative, right? Like, what are you going to do? It was getting takeout from restaurant. Well, first it was like, you can't even go anywhere. Everything's closed. So what am I posting? And then you kind of run, I ran out of old content or I just didn't want to repost a lot. And, yeah. you know, I, you'd see all these things like the, you know, the Dalgonia coffee or, and I was like, how can I do this different? Because it's been done so much. Let me add boba to it. And 
that's what I always try to look at when I see like trends, like what, if the trend is like really good, keep it classic or like, what can I do a twist on? And so that was always just my thought, like, how am I going to change it up? I can't go anywhere. We have to pivot. And I was so shocked, like how well received. I don't know if everybody was sitting at home just on their phone. Like what is my life right now? Get me out of here. (laughs) But I was just so crazy and like blown away with the reception of those videos. And so then I knew you got to keep doing it. It's amazing. I mean, but I think those things were things that people applied in, in their, you know, did in their homes because they had nothing totally. to do. Right. And yeah. Just like us. I was like, well, shit, I'll just make this and see if it works. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on like day 2005 of eating nature cereal. <laughs> so, I mean, I that's that's the beauty of social media is that you can share something. Somebody wrote on one of my posts recently. I think it was like that ramen post. I've been doing this since college. Like this is bullshit. Well, that's the beauty of social media. Like, I don't know you. Were you going to like text me randomly? Hey, I've been making this ramen since college. No, we don't know each other. So that is the whole point. The whole point is I saw something that blew my mind that I was like, oh my God, this guy made this. Let me try it. Looks good was actually very tasty and I wanted to share it with people. And I think that is why it's so cool. You could be doing something for 30 years and they didn't have social media back then. And now everybody can partake or people can try it and see if they like it. Yeah. It's always new to somebody. Always. Yeah, for sure. And I love your TikTok, by the way. Thank you. I've always felt like you were the biggest TikToker that just... Get it. Should have had 100k followers a zillion years ago. Hit that mark. You know what? What messed me up on TikTok, and I, I, I totally accept it. Whenever, when everybody started going on TikTok, right? Like TikTok, TikTok, you got to do it. I signed up for TikTok. I posted a couple of videos. They did well, and I was like, this is easy. So I think like the third or fourth video I posted did so well that I got like 5,000 followers overnight. And in my head, rookie move. I was like, mm, this is easy. Like, I don't have to spend so much time on this, right? And then just as TikTok was kind of just imploding, I just missed the mark, you know? I, I wasn't staying on it. I wasn't posting consistently. And that was my goal, literally, for the past couple months. You know this, talking to you so much about it, asking people, like, why do you do this on TikTok? And just trying to showcase person. I think TikTok's all about personality, that you want an experience when you go on there. Instagram's so much more streamlined, and it's so much more you know, refined and your, your content has to be really on point or I think TikTok's more casual. It's more like you're sharing something with somebody. It's like you're in your house and you're talking to them. So I feel like I've been really trying to put in the time and effort to edit that way now. And then now I feel like I'm finally getting a little bit of traction, which is Uh, you know, what's so funny. I went to that birthday party And all the moms must have thought I was such a weirdo because, you know, like, especially in the mom world too, like some of them don't even know I do this on the side and I don't really like say anything. So they probably all thought I was crazy. But in my head, I was going, this is going to make an epic TikTok. And I need to like, and I was trying to like get in there and get these shots. And even like the people at the slime place were like, they had like a certain amount of numbers that are allowed at the table because of COVID. And she was like, you know, telling me like, Hey, you know, there's six people here already. And I was like, I just need this one shot and I'll back. (laughs) You know, and you just know, you see something and you're like, this is, yep, this is going to do well. So I was like, I got to take this video. Even my daughter was like, what are you doing? (laughs) 
And I'm sure they're killing it. I mean, as soon as I'm sure the business is up for them. I, it was funny because she even she reached out to me on, Inst- on Instagram because I posted my stories on there. So right. it, was, it was a cool place. I, w- I, I was like, I'll drink a glass of wine to make some slime. Like, where's my where's my little area? <laughs> okay, so now we're, this is the uh, blow up breakdown where we feature one of Sammy's biggest posts. And here uh, we are looking at Maine Lobster from at Get Maine Lobster. Uh, tell me about yes. this post. Yeah, so this was kind of really cool. I wouldn't even say that this is definitely not my best video or even my probably one of my best pictures. However, the reason why I love this video is I partnered with Get Maine Lobster on this and I had never cooked like lobster tails before, never. And that's like the fun part about these cooking videos is like sometimes I'm doing things where I'm like, I've never done this before. And I learned how to make lobster tails and now I make them all the time. And I know it probably seems simple to people who've done it before or like do this all the time at home, but it was such a learning experience. Like even like cutting the tail out and laying it on top like that. (laughs) My first, the first time I even cut into that, I was like, this is not easy. I'm pretty sure like I cut my hand on one of them. (laughs) And, but I was so impressed with how they turned out after I legit was like, I just made this. (laughs) Yeah. I was very proud of myself. What was the most challenging part, the, the cutting? I would say cutting and then getting the meat to like lay on top of it. Okay. So just like getting, you know, just working, trying to work the meat around it to where yes, it still yeah. stayed intact was probably just like hard because I'd never done it before. And so I was very proud of myself, I have to say. That looks awesome. I mean, you yeah. go to restaurants, they charge 75 bucks a tail. Yeah. And this is the first time I tried to edit transitions like that, you know, where you just like dropped things. I mean, I, and like the light, it's funny because I, I like to use um, natural light and uh, it took me so long to like cut and get everything prepped that by the time I started doing this, it was nighttime already. And so I had to get a light out, but you know, it's just, I look at the, you know, videos like this and I see like the hard work and the prep and everything all scaled down to like 59 seconds. <laughs> And it looks so good. So then that's sure. a daytime shot, right? The, yes. Yeah, okay. that was. I um, believe that I put these, I did all that stuff. And then the next day I did shots of it outside because I was okay. like, I need to get, yeah. Yeah, it looks too good. And then what are you, you're using a stand? That just- I have a gooseneck. I actually just ordered a, a cool stand. I have to send this link to you. I'm, I haven't tested it out yet, but for this, yeah, I was using a gooseneck and then I had like an overhead light in my kitchen. And, and are you uh, looking at the phone while you're- So I, <laughs> I'm so short. I'm not so short, but I'm short enough to where like, I'll grab my kids. I don't know if you see like their chairs behind me. I grab yeah. them and I stand on it. So I look at it through the phone and then I'll look at it underneath. So I'll make sure I'm like positioned and I'm watching it through the phone and then, you know, I'll shoot down and just make sure everything is good underneath. But for the most part, I always check through the phone to make sure like the shot is where it needs to be. So good. This is an amazing video. And then you took some really great shots as well. These are shots. These aren't outdoor shots, are they? Yeah. looks like your kitchen counter. No. So I put a, these aren't the, Republic services, but it's another board that I have that I put outside. So it looks like it's marble, but it's not, it's a board. Okay. Are these like the boards specifically made for? Yeah. 
booties or so one of them yeah so i think one of the companies is like for public surfaces and um yeah you can order them and it kind of you know it'll turn anything into a kitchen for you essentially that's awesome yeah i think yeah. i need this yeah no so, I'll, i i'll send you the link they're pretty cool pricey but worth it right so if anyone wanted to i mean there's obviously a lot of people cook at, cook at home Mm-hmm. What are maybe a couple of tips to make their their food video if they're going to try to do this? Uh, how do they make it pop? How do they make it pop? I think if you were just starting this, have someone there to help you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like get your significant other. It could be something fun that you guys could do together. Sometimes I'll literally scream like, Jay, get down here. I need help. But I, I would say having an extra set of hands when you're starting out is super helpful. But for sure, hands-free gooseneck goes right on the counter, can go on any table. And then, you know, lighting is always key. So to be honest, a lot of the videos that you'll see, I have a like um, portable burner or I plug everything. I use my coffee table and I do everything in my backyard. I have a plug right there, an extension cord. And I try to do... 99% of my stuff outside during the day, just because the lighting is so much better. Um, I would say the most important thing when you're doing these videos to make them pop is good lighting. Do your neighbor, can your neighbor see you? you uh, so sometimes when the sun hits in the back, in my backyard, I'll go to the front of the house. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm literally like, people are driving down my street. I'm sitting on like my coffee side table for my patty for my, sectional set out front and I have like my coffee table, the gooseneck going and my neighbor came over the other day to ask me something. And I was like, Oh, don't mind me. I'm just, I was making apples for the apple waffle that I made the stuffed apple waffle. And he was like, smelt the apple, the butter. And he was like, what are you doing? And I'm like, nothing, just making a waffle outside. Go get what you need. (laughs) Always. Like I'm always out there and people are driving by like, what is she doing? What is she doing? That's amazing. I would love to witness that. That's so it's, cool. It's hilarious. Mila will always be like, mom, everyone can see you. <laughs> <laughs> Very it's cool. Funny. Thanks for sharing that. Do you happen to know how many likes you got on this one? Um, I don't. I can look okay. it up. Get Maine was fun too. Did they deliver this lobster straight to your door, which I always mm. thought was pretty damn cool. There's a caviar yeah. company too that sent me this New Zealand lobster that I was like, I called JC because I was just like, I cannot, this lobster is so expensive. I cannot mess this lobster up. Like, how do I cook this? I got 14,000 likes. Damn. A little bit over 14,000. That's awesome. Yeah. Cool. I always think it's really cool. What I like to look at is how many people saved it. Cause I really think that that means like, Hey, I want to look this up or Hey, I want to try it. And it got like 3,500 saves. So I hope 3,500 people made this. <laughs> That's awesome. Or yeah. Or thought about it. Or thought about it. Yeah. <laughs> I probably saved it. Contemplated. I was like, I'm going to make this. And then they were like, nah, I'm going to go to Red Lobster. Right. Well, thanks for sharing that. Uh, such an awesome course, post. Thank you. So here we go. This is when I ask 10 questions, kind of rapid fire style, but I definitely reserve the right to stop the questions and go straight into a discussion if it's interesting. Okay. Uh, Sammy, are you ready? I'm ready. Let's do it. Okay. Number one, the most unique place you've been recognized the most unique place i've been recognized in san diego at a restaurant it was just very random i was in another state which i thought was wild i was like awesome. what? 
Yeah. We invited her to come sit with us and have a drink. I was like, come sit with me. So we, you were just at a, a restaurant? Just We were hey. at, having brunch. We were like having mimosas or something on the beach. And these three girls, I thought they were giving me gir- dirty looks, to be honest. I was like, why are they looking at me like that? So rude. These like little 20 year old twats. They were very nice. I was totally judging because I was just like, why are they? Yeah, I was like, where are we? No, but she was, that was my first initial reaction was like, why are they staring at me? You know, girls are like, what's up? Um, And she was, she was super sweet. She came over and she said, I recognize you. Are you? And I was like, yeah. And then I felt bad for thinking she was a 20 year old twat. So I invited her to have a drink. (laughs) And then on another level, Jeremy got recognized by your husband. He did. <laughs> I was like, who's the boss of this house? No, I'm kidding. But he was. He was on an airplane and somebody tapped him on the shoulder and was like, are you Closet Fat Girl's husband? I think I see you in her stories. And I was just like, yes, yes. <laughs> that's I felt amazing. very cool. That made me feel pretty cool. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. Yeah. That's so next level. Because yeah. obviously they're hawking through your stories. They know who Jeremy is. and Yeah. Oh. That makes you realize stories are important. Yes, absolutely. Good, good advice. Um, best show you've ever seen in Vegas? Best show? Oh, Absinthe. Easy. Okay. Have you ever been pulled up on stage in that? No. No. Luckily. Okay. Right, luckily. <laughs> yeah. Uh, favorite Indian restaurant in Vegas? Oh, that's so hard. I really, I really love, I have two. Can I say two? Sure. Okay. I like Ashiana North in Henderson because it's like North Indian food more closely to what resembles um, home for me. And I I do love mint. I like the vibe in there. Like I like how it makes me feel like I'm like, you know, atmosphere, but then I'm getting down some Indian food. Awesome. Awesome. All time favorite musical artists. <laughs> That's so hard. I don't, can I be honest? I don't have one. Okay. Was there, is there a concert that you maybe you'd go, you'd want to go to ideally? I'm, I'm going to an Usher concert, which I can tell you I'm extreme. Well, I was supposed to be going to an Usher concert that I was extremely looking forward to in July. So it's probably not happening, but yeah, I would love like Bruno Mars or Usher would be like a bomb ass concert for me. Good choices. Good choices. Um, what's your kid's favorite place in Las Vegas? My kids' favorite place, my daughter's. No, my daughter's for sure is that slime place now. (laughs) Definitely the slime place. Both of them, it's called Slimy Good Time. Slimy Good Time, okay. My two-year-old said to me the other day, I want to have a slimy good time for my birthday. (laughs) He's now requesting a birthday party there. So definitely slimy good time. Awesome. (laughs) And then what about for a restaurant? Where would Mila's place for a restaurant? So I would say <laughs> my kids love Wendy's, <laughs> Wendy's? but okay. I would say, I would say King's fish. They love King's fish because they love the kids cups there and they love the Mac and cheese. So when we go, I get to get sushi, even though it's like not, you know, I'll get sushi if I'm in the mood. Jay can get the fish that he likes and the kids can get the Mac and cheese and they can have their fun kids cup. What do you order at Wendy's? The kids, like Mila's just obsessed with a bacon cheeseburger and french fries. Like they both are, my kids could live off bacon. And so when we, we do fun Fridays at the house and fun Fridays is they get to choose what they want for dinner. We do, we do like the hot tub and a movie or just like a movie and popcorn. 
And so every single time they want Wendy's with a bacon cheeseburger and French fries and apple juice. Yep. Every time (laughs) it's either that or blaze pizza, but they definitely prefer Wendy's. I will, I'll make them alternate to blaze pizza. If we've done Wendy's like three times in a row. Cool. And then uh, pick the wine, red, white, or rosé. Rosé all day, baby. All day. Yeah. Is there a certain brand you like the most? I lo- so my sister has a brand of wine called Chenet Rosé. It is my absolute favorite. Um, C-H- it's called Yeah, C-H-A-N-N-E. And you go to their Instagram. It's at Chenet Rosé. And um, that's my maiden last name, Chenet. So, yeah. That is my okay. my last name that I really didn't want to give up, but I did. But um, it's just like the easiest drink, like summer rosé. It's perfect. You could drink it every day. You can never get sick of it. Mm, that's my favorite. Awesome. Sure. All right. What's the one thing in Florida that you wish was in Vegas? A beach. Besides <laughs> a beach. That's besides good. a beach, I'm going to go with Publix. I wish there was a grocery store in this state that did not require you to go to seven different stores to get what you need. Like Publix, shopping is a pleasure. It's 100% facts. <laughs> you could go get like a really bomb sub. You can get chicken tenders. You have organic stuff. You have non-organic stuff. You have vitamin. They just have everything. Publix and the best chicken really tenders. Nice. That's the true. bomb. And then uh, what was the last package you got from Amazon? What was in it? My new phone case, my new phone holder for videos and really long straws for the drink challenge were in that package. And oh, I ordered uh, <laughs> in that package was chili uh, oil because I couldn't find the chili oil that I wanted at the store because I wanted to make those peanut butter chili noodles. <laughs> so I ordered all the ingredients on Amazon. <laughs> okay, cool. So that was uh, my favorite hotel. Box. Favorite hotel casino in Vegas? Uh, Cosmo. Cosmo. I agree. Yeah, has everything. And then, because I wouldn't know, what's the secret to great hair all the time, Sammy? Well, (laughs) I have to say I use Monet, and so I do love it. But then, I mean, genetics, I'm Indian, you know, we just... We were born with good hair. It's the one thing that we have. Just let us have that. Okay. We have good hair. Yes. It's allowed. <laughs> okay. Thanks for participating. Yeah. Thanks. This portion of the podcast is actually better seen than heard as we're doing the drink challenge with uh, Sammy, AKA Closet Fat Girl. Uh, go to my YouTube page at Las Vegas Phil to check out all the shenanigans uh, with video. Okay, so that was a hell of an episode. I mean, they... It's always a good time hanging with you, even virtually. Yeah, likewise, likewise. It's always a fun (laughs) time, and I normally wake up with a a bad hangover. (laughs) That's when you know you have good friends. That's true. (laughs) Anything you want to plug? No, I'm so excited for your podcast. Congrats. I can't wait to tune in every episode. And, uh, you know, you're one of my favorite dining people. So just follow me at Closet Fat Girl. And you have me back on your podcast again. Yeah. And TikTok. And uh, I can't wait to come back and hang out. For sure. I mean, yeah, you definitely don't, won't be a one-time guest. We can fit 10 people on the screen. We can do all kinds of stuff. So I think it'll be cool. I think it'll be cool. That'll be really fun. So thanks for being on. And uh, thanks for having me. 
Until next time, Phil. Thanks for tuning into the Las Vegas Phil Food and Social Podcast. For more information about me and where I've been dining recently, check out my Instagram and TikTok at Las Vegas Phil, or feel free to drop me an email at lasvegasphil at gmail.com. Really excited to have Damien Ocampo, aka at Hooked LV, as the guest for next week's podcast, where we're going to talk about his meteoric rise on TikTok food and also leaving college and uh, following your dreams on the Eat, Drink, and Dine podcast network every Wednesday at noon. See you then.